helping to secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. This is the Constitution Study on the America Out Loud Network with your host, Paul Engel. Trust is a funny thing. Trust should be earned, but is often granted for the most ridiculous of reasons. Because the person's from the right political party, or they give a good speech, or just they check the right boxes in some perverse game of diversity bingo. Even worse is when we trust people not because we have a good reason, but because someone tells us we, tells us we must. Ronald Reagan used to say, trust but verify. During COVID, many in government and the media told us to blindly trust something called the science, as if there was some entity called the science. Others told us to blindly follow the scientists as if they were gods who could not be wrong. So I ask you, who do you trust and why? Hello there, Everyday Americans. Paul Engel here with the Constitution Study. This is where we read and study the Constitution. Teach a rising generation to be free. And I'm glad you could join me today. Uh, you know, this, this episode came from an, a, a, a video I saw up on Gravian. And I'll play some of the audio. Because it really points out the, the unreasonableness of what people have been told to trust. Now, we all trust things every day. You trust when you sit in the chair that it's not going to collapse under you. You trust that when you get in the car, it's going to start, or, or when you turn on the light switch, the lights will come on. We trust in a lot of things. It's harder when we start trusting in people. You know, kind of like Charlie Brown and Lucy. No matter how often... Lucy told Charlie Brown to trust her. She was going to hold the ball for him. He did. No matter how many times she hold it away, he kept trusting that this time, this time would be different. See that in a lot of things. Look at all the times that, that socialism and communism and central planning have failed, but we're told, trust us, this time, this time we'll get it right. Sure, Marx and Lenin and Stalin, evil people, their, their systems led to massive death and starvation and, and, and uh, you know, poverty. But this time, trust us, this time, we'll get it right. How often do you trust somebody before you stop trusting them? And really, shouldn't it be the other way around? Shouldn't we wait and trust people once they have earned our trust? I mean, sure, as babies, we trusted because we didn't have a choice. You trusted in your parents and whoever your parents put in charge of you for any period of time. Then again, that's never worked out badly for anybody, has it? But as we grew up, we should have learned that... Uh, you can't trust everybody simply because they say so. The Bible said, uh, when I was a child, I thought as a child, I reasoned as a child. When I became an adult, I put away childish things. I think it was, I think it was the Apostle Paul that said that. Well, then why, as adult Americans, don't we put away the childishness of simply trusting first 
and hoping for the best, rather than saying, okay, what have you done to earn my trust? And if you break that trust, you've got to earn it back. You know, I frequently have conversations with people where they, they put out statements and simply expect me to trust them. I don't know them. I have no history of them of knowing if their, their, their statements are generally correct or not. So what do I do? I ask for their evidence. What are you basing that statement on so I can just help verify should, should I trust what you're saying? Some people bring out their evidence. Some people continue to argue without evidence. Some people actually get offended that I ask for evidence. As if I'm supposed to trust what they say simply because they say so. So not everybody appreciates the idea of trust but verify. But you know what? That attitude, that idea of if you want my trust, first you must earn my trust, but then I'm still going to verify what you say. Well, that's gotten me out of a lot of sticky wickets. It's, it's, it's kept me from going down paths that were not true simply because someone expected me to trust them. Again, during COVID, we had this um, insane idea that we were supposed to trust something called the science. Science is truth. You know, science is truth. What is the impact to public health when people are openly questioning the science? You know, it's funny because there is no such thing called the science. The science is a method. There's a scientific method. And it starts with the assumption that someone may be wrong. It starts with the idea of questioning. You propose an idea. You have a theory. You then, from that theory, you derive a hypothesis, right? And from that hypothesis, you test it. And based on the results of the test, you modify your hypothesis and you repeat until you and others reproduce the same results. It is based on skepticism. But we're told we're supposed to trust the science. Well, what is this, the science? There is no such thing as the science. And of course, then they change it to something else. Seek out the scientists and listen to their advice. Listen to the scientists. Listen to the scientists. Trust the experts. We're going to trust science. We're going to trust the experts. Parents who say, well, I need to do my own research. Makes you think of that cartoon I saw of the tombstone that said, I did my own research. What about the, uh, the meme of the tombstone where I listened to the science or I listened to the scientists and I never questioned anything that they said? And of course, that leads to an even more sinister situation. Republicans have given their voters license to believe whatever they want to believe. They don't want us to believe what we want to believe. They don't want us to check their facts. They don't want us to go in and see if the experts actually have correct data. That phrase, do your own research, it's popping up a lot in conversations about coronavirus and about COVID vaccines. Doing your own research, it seems so innocent, but it can have serious consequences. Yes, it can have very serious consequences. Consequences like freedom and liberty. That's not what he's talking about. But yeah, there are consequences to 
checking the facts for yourself. There are also consequences to blindly believing what you're told without checking the facts, without checking the data, without questioning the assumptions that were made. Yes, there are consequences. There are consequences for being skeptical. There's consequences for determining for who you trust and how you trust them and why you trust them. President Trump wrote on Twitter, don't be afraid of COVID. Don't let it dominate your life. Don't let it dominate your life. In terms of responding to, to a comment like that, it's gross. It's okay to be afraid of COVID, and it's okay that, that it's dominating your life. Everyone should be afraid of COVID. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. But how do you know the truth if you're not allowed to question? If you're simply supposed to trust what people say, how is that um, knowing the truth? No, they want you to simply, they wanted us afraid so that we would do something. What did they want us to do? Now is the time to do what you're told. <laughs> People told me, he said, Paul, you're not a medical expert. You're not a doctor. How do you know? Well, you know what I did? I went to doctors and I, and I, and medical experts, and I listened to what I had them say, and I listened to the evidence under, by which they made their determination by questioning the science behind J&J. &J. Trust that vaccine. Trust the experts. Mm. Listen to the medical experts. Trust the experts. If you don't understand the science, you don't know what you're fighting. Just let the experts speak. So maybe you should just shut up right now. Just shut up and do what you're told. Listen to the people who claim to be experts. As if they're gods. As if they could never possibly make a mistake. And ignore the fact that there are experts that are saying the other experts are wrong. We, they, we completely forgot the fact that there were experts on both sides. You, we, you talk about trusting the J&J &J vaccine. What about the mRNA-based vaccines? What about the guy who got a Nobel Prize for helping to develop the mRNA technology that said it's not ready for human use yet? Should we trust him? Ladies and gentlemen, this is not about trust, and this was not about COVID, and this is not about saving your life. This was about control. This was about scaring you so bad you would do what you're told so that the cherry-picked and chosen experts would be listened to and everyone else would be ignored. I think uh, trust science. But whose science? Which science? Based on what? I got a lot of flack for this during COVID, and I still get flack for it in other topics as well. But the Constitution study is based on finding the truth. Well, how do you find the truth? There are four fundamental principles. I teach these during the boot camp. If you want to know if something is trustworthy, Four simple steps. Four simple things to remember. First, it's only an opinion until there there are facts. Unless there is evidence, it's still an, it's only an opinion until there's evidence. I I it seems to me so obvious, but so many people seem to lose this. Just because someone says the science is right doesn't mean the science is right. Just because they say this treatment is safe doesn't mean the treatment is safe for everyone.
Remember, it's only an opinion until there are there is there's evidence. Number two, expert opinion is still only an opinion until there's evidence. It's not the fact that a scientist says this is the case. It's where's the evidence to prove it? Where is our healthy skepticism? How many people simply walked blindly into the in, in, in line to get jabbed, having no clue? Was it tested for safety? Was it tested for efficacy? Um, what are the, the consequences? What are the potential harms? They never even thought about it. They let themselves, and I say let themselves be locked down, right? Because in most cases, government didn't show up with barricades and guns. They simply told you to, and you followed along. You trusted that they were right. Did you ever consider they may be wrong? So that's, those are two, right? Number three, original sources. In, um, in the legal world, there's this thing called hearsay. See, if I tell you that something is true, and then you tell a court, that's hearsay. You heard me say something. It, that's not proof. If I tell them, that's witness testimony. If I'm an eyewitness, so if I, if, if I tell you that, uh, uh, you know, Tommy over there um, committed assault, and you go to court and say, hey, uh, so-and-so told me, you know, Paul told me that Tommy committed assault. That's hearsay. If I go into court and say, I, I witnessed Tommy committing assault, it's completely different. We want to find the original sources. I cannot tell you how many times someone has told me some bill or some document or some person said something, and when I research it, I find out it's not true. The bill didn't say that. The court case didn't say that. We have to go back to original sources. And lastly, verify your sources. Don't trust just because you believed them before that you're, that you're right. You may be wrong too. You're human. At least I hope you are. These four steps, recognizing it's only an opinion until there's evidence. Expert opinion is only an opinion until there's evidence. And I don't mean we need to understand all the biology in it, but they should have studies that say what they say is true. Go back to the original sources and double-check your facts. Trust, but verify. You know, we live in a, an incredible time. We have access to more information than ever before. And the people who are used to just being trusted apparently are getting a little antsy because they can be verified. They can be double-checked. And many of them don't like it. It's really easy to just say that something is true and not actually have to prove your point. But that's not science. Science is based on skepticism. Science is based on a lack of trust. So when people say trust the science, that's a completely unscientific statement. Science is based on this lack of trust. You must be able to duplicate what you've done. We don't just trust it at work because you said so. You have to provide us data. You have to, to, someone else has to be able to replicate it. We don't trust you simply because you say so. So when people say trust the science, understand they're not talking about science. They're talking about something completely different.
And if we want to live free, we really need to be a little more discerning about who we are trusting and why. And in fact, I don't even say you should trust me. I hope you give me a little bit of trust, but I still hope you, you verify what I tell you. It's why in my articles, I give you so many links. It's why on this radio program, I try to tell you where I find things so that you can verify that what I'm saying is true. Don't trust the science. Trust the evidence that can be shown to support the statement that was made. If someone tells you something is true and they can provide evidence, that's worthy of trust. If someone expects you to trust them simply because they say so, that's not trust. That is foolishly following someone else. Now, I have to take a break, but since we've been talking about COVID, you know, how worried are you about the spike protein? It's inflammatory, it's toxic, it's a threat to your health. And whether you're worried about shedding or long COVID or just, hey, you got, the, you got COVID or you got the, the shot and you're worried about it, well, there's something you can do. See, the people at the wellness company have come up with a product called Spike Support. It's a combination of ingredients designed to block and dissolve the spike protein. It's backed by documented research, so you can double-check the research. It's vetted by the chief medical board of the wellness company, so you can double-check those. And it's also made right here in the USA. Now, since you're an America Out Loud listener, you can get 25% off of the products and 25% off your first month of membership at the wellness company if you use the code OUTLOUD at checkout. Go to americaoutloud.shop for the details, but be sure to check out the wellness company, look at their products, including Spike Support, and use that code at checkout. It lets them know you listen to America Out Loud. And as a thank you, you get 25% off your products and off your first month of membership at the wellness company. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discuss the harmful effects of spike protein in your body, and now they found the solution. The miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. 
We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. Welcome back, Everyday Americans, if you join the Constitution Study. And today, well, I'm asking, who do you trust and why? And it really is an important question because, you see, the United States is a republic. In fact, it's a republic of republics. As uh, Article 4, Section 4 of the Constitution says, the United States shall guarantee to every state in this union a republican form of government. Not republics require trust, because a republic means we hire, we elect people who represent us. Therefore, we're trusting them with our sovereign power, you know, our, our decision-making. Now, that becomes very interesting in my mind when, he, when I ask a simple question. How can you tell when a politician is lying? The answer I generally get is something like uh, their lips are moving. So why do we trust them? Why do we trust politicians with these decisions when they've shown themselves to be untrustworthy? Do we, do we put our trust in them because, well, they're of the correct political party, so that's who I'm going to trust to represent me. I think that's quite often what happens. Sometimes we may represent them because we, we, may, we may trust them to represent us because uh, they look good. It's been said by, by people who've studied this that the, one of the main reasons that uh, John F. Kennedy won the presidential election was he looked good on camera during the debates when Nixon looked old and sweaty. Some people vote simply because, again, it hits the right checkbox. And people made a big deal of the fact that Obama was the first black president. And let's not forget that, uh, you know, uh, Kamala Harris is the first black woman vice president. Okay, those are nice milestones, but you trust them because of it. Because the problem is, what we really should be trusting is, do they have the character? Meaning, they take an oath of office, and do they fulfill that oath of office? Are, are the decisions that they make uh, in support of that, uh, actually supporting that oath, or does it for, is it for policies that actually work? Because when politicians lose the trust, when their uh, activities lead to, to policies and to situations that no longer engender trust, well, some of the American people are going to do something about it. Fitness guru Jillian Michaels is now proud, uh, is now is now a proud Florida resident, the former biggest loser judge, left California for the sunshine, sunshine state. I can get it out. And she's blaming uh, the California governor for leaving and going to California. That would be Mr. Hair Gel. Watch. It feels less 
crazy than it does here. You're gonna decriminalize right. everything but regulate nothing. You're prioritizing the crazy I've ever seen in my life. Well, like, uh, come on, really? That was a, 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 a clip from Fox Business and they showed a clip from a podcast with um, Bill Maher. But uh, think of it this way, is it, is it really irrational to leave a place like that? a place that decriminalizes everything and regulates nothing. Um, the, the outcomes of, of your life become so, I mean, I moved from the state of New York. I lived there almost all of my life. I, I, I only moved to Tennessee, what, it'll be eight years ago this summer. So I lived the vast in upstate New York and it just got, it, it drove me out. And there's more and more, more and more people losing California, and New York lost uh, representation because they lost population in the last Senate, uh, although those numbers are being adjusted a little bit, as I understand it. But now listen to the, the Fox host, this little panel, as they discuss Ms. Michaels' decision and their own decisions. Matt, Julie Michaels throwing the heat at... Bill Maher, really good stuff. Yeah, and actually Bill Maher a couple of years ago in his HBO show said he, even he was almost at the point where he'd leave and go to Florida. Um, I went to California a few years ago to uh, survey the damage, and it was just as cartoonishly liberal as you'd think. In fact, one of the most memorable, one of the only things I really remember from that was I walked into an elevator with no mask on, and the whole elevator cleared out. So I, I felt like God for that 10 seconds. I relive it in my head all the time. But no, they leave the country and... and um, departures. I've lost half a million last year. It's, I think, going to continue uh, for quite a while. Well, these rich people, their houses are getting broken into, yeah. and that's that will be the enough for them mm -hmm. to get the F out. So, again, here we have somebody who says, hey, I went to California, and I, when I stepped in an elevator without a mask, people left. It's crazy, and it is. Um, and it becomes kind of its own self-punishing system, right? Because the worse they make it, the more people want to leave. But then there was another panelist, and uh, I'm sorry, I don't know if these people named, but I do like the way she put uh, the, the current situation. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Dagan, this is part of the reason why registered Republicans outnumber Democrats now in Florida by over half a million. Okay, the incentives to move there are obvious. Economic prosperity, economic freedom, no woke education. On the first point, economic prosperity, so much so that illegal immigrants are committing theft and other crimes in New York and then taking their money to spend in Florida. So the market has a really funny way of rewarding red states and spiting blue states. And it's an interesting way of thinking it is, is, again, illegal aliens are going to New York to commit crimes because New York has decided they're not going to punish these crimes. But then they take the money down to Florida, which does punish crimes, but they spend the money there. I, I don't know. Is it because they're getting more bang for their buck? I don't know. But the point is, if you are trusting politicians in these blue states to protect your rights, why? They've shown the absolute odds that they will work very hard to destroy your rights to uh, promote possibly a political agenda, a social agenda, whatever they think is going to benefit them at the expense of your rights and people are leaving uh, one of the other examples i saw i, I can't remember where this article but um it's next to impossible 
at least it was last year, to get a U-Haul truck out of, Cal to leave, out of California. They, just, they didn't have any. If you could get it, it was ridiculously expensive because people were fleeing the state. Now, what's funny is if you were to take a, a, want to take a U-Haul back into California, it was cheap because that's how they want they wanted to get the trucks back because they had such a demand this is you know whether it's the uh uh th criminals taking doing making committing crimes in, in new york and then selling the proceeds in florida or u-haul saying listen you want to leave california it's going to cost you a lot if you can get a truck you want to head back here you go well, it'll be cheap these are all examples of people following what makes sense but these policies have been put in place, and these are not new policies. Most of these policies have been put in place over decades. And as these policies were being put in place, the people trusted that it would work out. If it hasn't, why do you keep trusting people? I remember when I lived in New York, we had, you know, we had, I, I remember when uh, uh, the second Cuomo, um, I was, I'm old enough to remember the father, Mario Cuomo. Um, but I remember when his son, Andrew Cuomo, took office and he created a whole commission to look at uh, corruption within the state. And as soon as they started looking at people that uh, his, his, his money base, all of a sudden the commission got shut down. That was kind of like my last clue. I know this is going south and it was time, it was time to leave. So I come back to do you trust these politicians, and more importantly, why? Now, I saw this article in the Epoch Times that um, uh, it caught my attention. I think it works here very well. Uh, the, the article was, The Hidden Cost of Progressivism. Now, progressivism is one of those euphemistic words they use for a, a, uh, a, a current um, collectivist mindset that says, you know, uh, the government's going to regulate everything. And they, they said, well, here's some of the um, here's some of the costs, the ones that are not right up front. I mean, you know, things like high taxes and, and all that. Um, they gave listen to some of their examples. They said government has so regulated the market for health care that the market for health care no longer exists. American health insurance is not insurance, it's prepaid health care. That's why it costs two to three times what it should, two to three times what it costs anywhere else in the world. That, that's an interesting question because it brings to mind a couple of other examples. For example, look at the most federally regulated industries, um, healthcare, banking, uh, education. They're really a mess, aren't they? These are the hidden costs of a, a government-run everything agenda like progressivism. Uh, see, number two, uh, Social Security takes 15% of your income. You pay 7.5% and your employer pays 7.5%, but it's money your employees, your employers would otherwise have given you. 15%, however, is more than is necessary. Properly invested, 10% is sufficient. The 5% differential in $50,000 is $2,500 a year. That's hidden tax number two in that they take this money. Now, I find Social Security an interesting case because Social Security, quote-unquote, taxes isn't really a tax. It's a Ponzi scheme. 
it is the definition of a Ponzi scheme because there is no lockbox. There is no money. The, the, the money that Social, that Social Security collected from you was used to pay the benefits of previous employee, uh, previous benefit beneficiaries. The money you get out of Social Security comes from somebody working today. By definition, it is a Ponzi scheme. But again, the cost is, hey, guess what? We're going to take 15%, but if you actually had somebody who could properly invest that money, 10% would be sufficient to deal with the uh, the benefits that you would need to live um, uh, to li live a decent life. And in fact, um, you take the $5,000. So $50,000 a year is $5,000 a year if it's invested at, at just 5% annual interest. After 40 years, you would have... $658,000 nest egg to retire on. After 50 years, it's $1.1 million. Not too, not too shabby. Now, let me ask you, how much money does Social Security have to pay your benefits? Uh, the answer is none. Okay, number three. In 1964, President Lyndon Johnson stated unequivocally that there would be no increase in taxes for the war on poverty. A gullible nation now knows that to date, the war on poverty has cost $23 trillion that the poverty rate, 15% in 1964 on average, remained 15%, and that today the war is paid for by borrowing. See this alleged war on poverty? I mean, it was a gimmick. It was a political move. War is meant to get people riled up. We spent $23 trillion to lower the poverty rate, and the poverty rate is still 15%. It hasn't changed. Now, part of the reason is it seems like they set the poverty level to get the poverty rate at 15%, but that's a whole other, whole other scenario. And let's see, number four. Uh, until 1890, schools were private. Parents who couldn't afford to send their children were provided the means from, property, from property taxes. Now, this was, based, I guess, set up by, by Thomas Jefferson, but I haven't seen the details. Is it, but then progressive amalgamated them into today's government-administrated unified school districts. It's good that once a large enterprise becomes a government project, it's open to rent-seeking and politicization. This allowed political pressure in the 1970s to force public schools to try to create equal outcomes for all students, which they found was impossible without lowering standards, which is why middle-class parents pulled their children uh, and sent them to private schools at a cost of twenty to forty thousand dollars per year per child. If just one child per family attends private school at twenty thousand dollars a year, over and above the property taxes that the family already pays, that's a hidden tax. Now, again, according to Epoch Times, if you added up those four hidden taxes, that is twenty-eight thousand one hundred dollars per year. What could you do? With twenty-eight grand a year, I don't know. I could do pretty good with twenty-eight grand a year, but it's hidden because we trust government to do these things and do them right. But guess what? They've shown they are incapable. I was having a, I was on a conference call and I was having a discussion with a nice lady, but I kept saying, "Show me one government program that it works." Well, public schools. Then why do we have such a failure rate? Why, why are kids in certain schools graduating that cannot read? Um, she talked about the post office. Post office can't run. It runs only because the federal government keeps bailing it out. And on and on and on. It's why 
part of the reason why I believe our framers wanted a small and limited federal government, the government farthest away from the people. They wanted most of the powers in governments closest to the people, where the people could keep an eye on what was going on and keep their government under control. So I ask you, why do you trust a government actor to be better than a private actor? Is there any evidence they are? I haven't, I haven't seen it. See, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the uh, uh, average hourly earnings in, has increased from January 21 of 29.93 an hour to January 2024 is to 34.55 an hour. That sounds great. But when you adjust that for inflation, that 2024 wage is now 29.29. It's been adjust the, the the increase has been eaten up by inflation. And think about that inflation, it, it doesn't go away. Prices almost never go down. It just it's the energizer bunny. It just keeps going and going and going. Why do we trust them with a monetary system? To me, that's a very good question. Now, I have to take another break, but I got another good question for you. Where do you get your news? Who do you trust to get news from? I don't mean blindly trust. I mean, you trust, but you still verify. Well, you know what? I recommend you go to americaoutloud.news every day for news and information. I do. But I want you to do more. I want you to take those stories and the articles and the podcasts and the videos, the stuff you find interesting, the stuff you find important, the stuff hopefully you have verified to be accurate, and I want you to share them. So again, knowledge is not power without action, and it's the action of sharing this information that helps us all secure the blessings of liberty. When God, through His grace and mercy, gave us free will, the will of the people was to live freely. To that end, we fight for the liberty of all at a time when global tyranny threatens us as never before in mankind's history. This vision is manifest at AmericaOutloud.news, a site for all who cherish free will and freedom. Now is our time, my fellow Americans. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. Expert opinions, honest debate, and in-depth investigations are what you've come to expect from AmericaOutloud.news. We don't shy away from speaking the truth boldly and plainly. All that's missing is the propaganda that has infected legacy and social media. Get the best of down and dirty, wholesome American speak. Now is our time, my fellow Americans. America Out Loud Talk Radio liberty and justice for all. You've all heard Dr. McCullough and others share over and over the value of keeping your sinuses cleansed. It's a smart move all year, but even more so when we're cooped up inside. It's not really open for debate any longer. Those that live smart and live well pay attention to nasal and oral hygiene. 
Copix RX has just the tools for the job with our nasal and throat cleanse. Click the Copix RX banner on americaoutloud.shop to get 20% off your entire order. That's right, americaoutloud.shop. Use coupon code OUTLOUD. That's coupon code OUTLOUD for 20% off your entire order. Use Copix RX because it works. Welcome back, Everyday Americans. You've rejoined the Constitution Study. And today we're asking the question, who do you trust and why? It's funny, we spent a lot of time understanding trust, the basis of trust. We looked at the uh, the outcomes of trusting certain people in, in, to represent us in, in government, um, which has led to some, let's say, less than pleasant uh, outcomes for some cities. But there's more. Uh, there's a lot more I can get into, but I'm picking this one for a reason. See, I read this interesting story about uh, uh, a, a regional high school in New Hampshire who had a sophomore high jumper that won the New Hampshire Interscholastic Athletic Association Division II State Championship. Now, maybe be asking, what does this have to do with trust? Maybe, maybe the parents trusted the coach to be able to tr- to um, train this person to be such a powerful high jumper. Maybe the school had an excellent uh, athletic program that was able to take this person and and make them the best high jumper they could be, better than anyone else in the state of New Hampshire at the time. But if that was what you were trusting in, you'd be wrong. You see, the high jumper we're talking about, name is uh, uh, Malay Jacques. I'm sorry, I'm probably mispronouncing that. That's not intentional. The problem is, um, Ms. Jocks is actually Mr. Jocks. Yeah, see, this was a dude who competed in the girls' high jump. So let me ask you, who do you trust? Do you trust the high school that placed a male on the girls' high jump team? Do you trust the state athletic uh, commission, whatever it is, that said, you know what, there's no problem in having a, a male competing on the female high jump team? There's no inherent advantage to the male body in, in, in performing such uh, feats of, of athleticism. Do you trust it? Or what about the other side of the coin? Let's say you're a parent of one of the girls that was competing in high jump. Do you believe that, uh, did did you trust the school that there would be a a fair competition? That the the school would, would not place a boy on the girls team? That the State of New Hampshire, their athletic, interscholastic athletic association would recognize the um, inherent differences in biology that would have an impact on a a sport um, such as high jumping. 
Do you trust the state of New Hampshire? See, simply because this boy says he's a girl. Do you trust that that would make this a fair competition? I don't trust them. And I don't trust them out of malice. I trust them because they've shown to be untrustworthy. Anybody who's taken basic high school biology understands there are physical differences in the male and female anatomy, not simply the the organs, muscle mass, lung capacity, the general strength. In fact, um, the boy who won the girls' competition jumped five foot one inches. He destroyed all the. I don't know what the other. I don't know what the other girls jumped, but he jumped five foot one inch. There's just one problem. You see, the boys who actually jumped in the boys' competition, the shortest jump was five foot eight inches. Do you still trust the athletic system? Do you trust the uh, Inter- New Hampshire Interscholastic Athletic Association? Do you trust that uh, should this such a competition lead to for each future endeavors that may even involve, oh, I don't know, maybe a college scholarship, uh, awards that would be used in, in resumes for the rest of their lives. Do you think that would be, do you trust that will be recorded fairly? See, there's a cost to trust. And if you trust that the New Hampshire Interscholastic Athletic Association we conduct fair meets. Why? They've just shown you that they don't conduct fair meets. Now, sure, there are plenty of, of competitions where the difference in the male and female body are inconsequential. I follow auto racing. Auto racing doesn't care if you're male or female. It's how, it's how fast you can drive that car. It's how accurately you can drive that car. It's can you stand up with the heat and the G-forces and the concentration necessary to drive that car. And male versus female biology has very little to say with it. Even though it is a a tendency to be a male-dominated sport, there are women who compete. They compete on an equal playing field. High jump is not one of those competitions. So I have to ask you, do you trust them? Do you trust them with your daughter in the locker room? I certainly wouldn't. Do you trust them to be open to other ideas? Because there's another story. This one I read in The Federalist. About an administrator at a Massachusetts public school that forced a middle schooler, to remove a T-shirt that pointed out one very simple, scientifically proven point. There are only two sexes. It's scientifically proven. We told her, you know, trust the science, trust the science. Well, all right, here we go. 
Let's trust the science. The science says there are two genders. There are two sexes. This Massachusetts school had a young boy. They made him remove his T-shirt that stated there are only two genders. Now, the boy's family has filed a complaint. It's being supported by Alliance Defending Freedom. But I have to ask you, do you trust, would you, do you trust that public school to defend your child's rights, to defend your child's safety? If they don't recognize a basic fact of biology, do you trust them? See, that's an important point. You put your, your children in the care of these schools and these school administrators. Do you trust them? That they will protect your child while in school. They certainly weren't willing to protect this child's rights. What else won't they protect? And if you trust them, I have to ask, why? So I learned as a young man I, I, about the need for trust to be earned, about the need for uh, keeping your word so that people trust you, about the character that that takes. Now, no one's perfect, right? We make mistakes, and, and we, we, we do tend to allow for those. But trust is something that takes a lifetime to earn and a moment to lose. My problem, my, my question to you is, why do you trust these people? Why do you trust the so-called experts when they've been found to be wrong over and over and over again? I'm not simply talking COVID. I'm talking climate science. I'm talking about the food supply. I'm talking about a myriad of things where the experts have told us something is true, only to find out later that it was not so. See, at one point, the experts said that the, the world was flat, that the sun revolved around the earth. Were we supposed to trust them because they were, they were scientists? There was a time when science told us that um, the black races were inferior to, human, to, to the white races. For any one of a number of things, from the size and shape of their skull to who knows what. Were we supposed to believe them? Do we believe an expert simply because they're called an expert? I hope not. I remember watching a, an interview with Neil deGrasse Tyson saying we should trust the, the, uh, the consensus. The consensus can be wrong. Now, sometimes that error has little impact. You know, the, the, the science said that Pluto was a planet, planet. And then at one point it said, no, we don't think it, we, it's too small, it's not a planet. My wife bought me a t-shirt that says, Pluto, and the dates. She said, we will always remember. Science is based on skepticism. Expertise is not a substitute for facts and data. Trust 
should be earned, not given. And I think once we start remembering that, we see it expands in so many other places. Just because a lawyer says the Constitution says something doesn't mean it does. Just because a judge says that the Constitution says something doesn't mean that it actually does. Even if that judge sits on the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court is full of nine human beings. Human beings that can be wrong, and frequently are, by my estimation, because I take their expert opinion and I test it by facts. And if the opinion contradicts the facts, in my mind, the facts win. And then I, there, that is the basis of my trust. Now, for the most part, I will still verify, even if it's an expert, even someone who's shown themselves to be trustworthy, I still tend to go back every so often and check their facts. But I have to ask people, why? How do you decide what you're going to trust in? Because that trust is going to impact your life. Whether it's the politician that you elect, or it's the school you send your child to, the policies and, and provisions that you endorse and promote, all of this trust has consequences. There are costs to these trusts. And again, finding out for yourself isn't necessarily, isn't always easy. Sometimes you're pitting one expert against another, and you're looking at, the, at who brings the best facts and data. But there's one other point I want you to consider before we call it a day. See, when you put trust, blind trust, in anyone, you're not simply handing them your trust. You're handing them your life. You're subjugating your future to their beliefs, to their opinions, to their understanding. Now, if they're right more often than not, then the consequences may not be bad. But how do you know how often they're right if you never bother to verify what they say is true? See, you become, you know, you know how they say the borrower is subject to the lender? The one who trusts is subject to the person they trust in. And when that trust is not well-founded, when that trust is in a, a, a person or a group or a process that fails over and over and over again, then the outcomes can be quite evil. Which brings you back to the, to the question. So I want you to consider who you trust, but more importantly, I want you to consider why you trust them. Do you trust them because they're in a political party? Do you trust them because they fit some, some uh, checkbox in some diversity bingo? Do you trust them because they give us good speech or they look good on TV? Are you trusting them for such shallow reasons? Or do you trust them because they 
they've proven it. I've told the story before about a uh, when I worked in corporate America and I got a new manager, and of course we all had our, our we had the new manager meetings, and we sit down, we tell each other a little bit about ourselves, and he asked me, "Do you have any questions?" I said, "Not really." I said, "I'm not really that concerned about what you say here today. I want to judge. I will judge you based on what you do. I put much more stock in what you do." He turned out to be a pretty good manager. What was interesting is. Our, our conversation didn't start out with hats on the back and everything's great. It started out with, why should I trust you? See, he earned my trust over the following year. And because of that, we had a really great relationship. I've worked with other managers that they didn't earn my trust. And our relationship was not very good. And while those relationships impacted my career. Many of these decisions impact our lives. I hope you come back and join me for the Constitution Study every weekday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on America Out Loud Talk Radio, heard on the iHeartRadio Network. All the episodes, by the way, go to podcast generally a day or two after they're heard on the talk radio. You can listen to your favorite podcast apps, but do me a favor, subscribe to the show. Uh, leave the episodes ratings and reviews, especially on Apple Podcasts for me. It helps other people find the Constitution Study. You can find all the links at the homepage at americaoutloud.news. But please, don't keep this to yourself. If you want to share something, share those links and help us all share in the blessings of liberty. <laughs>